0: All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Luke Humphrey with the Luke Humphrey Running Podcast. This is the uh, sixth part of our first marathon series, and we're talking about the taper today. So we've made it through training. Uh, It's time to cash in those fitness checks that we've uh, we've been saving up. And uh, this is a time to be excited, right? So uh, for many, it's not, though. It's a time to really kind of, Completely lose your mind. Uh, many, re- many refer to this as the taper for reek out, uh, but really, you guys, it doesn't have to be this way. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Because we've we've gone through, you know, in this series alone, we've talked about how to, you know, find out where you're at, pick a schedule, some tips to get through the training. Ideally, you have a, you had a pretty good plan to follow, and you're able to get in as much work as you possibly could while staying healthy and uh you know being in a position where if the taper goes well and you execute on race day then things are going to go pretty darn well for you right and this is the time where people really kind of start really losing their minds like they just can't relax i guess enough they just they really kind of panic so um so let's talk a little bit about that today. I'll talk about mainly what, what I've seen with people over the last you know decade and a half of coaching people. Um, but first I wanna talk a little bit about what a taper is. So with, with any of our plans, what you'll see is a taper of 10 to 14 days. And so by most people's definition of taper, a better word for us is really you kind of peak for 10 to 14 days. If you've read any one of the Hanson's Marathon Method books, you followed one of our plans, first thing you see is it's not, you know, it's not like all of a sudden you just stop training, right? You're still doing work up until really the last 10 days before the, before the race. And for some schedules, I even have a workout the week of the race. It's a, it's a really light workout and we'll kind of get into a little bit of why I do that. But, um, you know, and there's more and more evidence, I guess, coming out saying, you know, a real big taper is not necessarily the way to go anymore. And we've never really done that for, you know, like I said, in the last 14, 15 years. Uh, and we're kind of laughed at for it. But now I think it's kind of coming around to where, where more and more people are going that route. Because a lot of times you'll see, you know, three or four weeks of just like, just cutting out everything, basically. And to me, that's always seemed like cutting too much out, right? Especially when you look at the principles of when you can start actually losing your fitness and things like that you know so and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that but you know if you do a taper right the whole idea right is to put in a bunch of work over weeks and months take you know ten days to two weeks and recover from all of that hard work and put yourself in a position where you're rested you've gained you've maximized all the fitness gains that you possibly can and through being rested, you're you're at a hundred percent, right? You're able to put everything you possibly have into this race and not save. You haven't, you know, held back anything really per se. Uh, so done right, you can actually improve your performance by two to three uh, percent. If it's done poorly, you will not only reap the benefits of having a good taper, but you'll actually lose some fitness. And that's what I was kind of referring to. If you take three four weeks and really cut everything back by. 50, 75%, percent seventy-five percent—you've actually cut so back, back so much now that you're actually going to probably lose a little bit of fitness. And then it's like, then it's really kind of a, a bummer because you've now you've not not only have you not maximized the fitness that you had, but you actually lost some of the fitness that you worked so hard to get. And we never, nobody ever wants to be in a, that position. So let's jump into, let's jump into what I see a lot of times. And so the biggest mistake I see people make is really cutting way too much from their training during the taper. So think about when we are building your training, what's the number one thing people tell you to do? Don't add too much too soon. And so this is really the opposite when tapering. We're not trying to take, a, we're trying to take away as little as possible while maximizing your fitness. We don't want to take away everything because that's just going to be as detrimental as it would be if we were to add everything, right? We don't want, we want to just take away enough where we can recover, but still maximize where our fitness is going to be. So don't, so the opposite is true as taper, which we just said. If you take away too much too soon, it's actually going to be detrimental. You'll probably feel sluggish, you know, almost like you got too much sleep. And so this is a, this is a big thing that Kevin always said was like, you know, you think of, think of it this way. If you are used to getting, you know, six, seven, eight hours of sleep a night, and then all of a sudden you're getting 12 hours of sleep a night, do you feel better a lot of times, no. You actually kind of feel worse. You feel groggy. You feel sluggish because your body's just not used to it. You know, you you've got to kind of, you can't go cold turkey on cutting your training. You've kind of got to ease yourself into it, and so this is this is part of it. So, cutting can come from two, two come from a few different forms. And most people think of it as just cutting their mileage. That's the that's the no brainer. That's the easiest thing we think of, right? Just straight up cutting our weekly mileage. But when we start cutting away mileage we tend to start cutting away other things like we're cutting back the intensity of the the runs that we're doing we're also cutting back if we're doing cutting more days off of our run we're we're taking all of those things away Um, and if we do this for more than a couple weeks then we we not only feel sluggish because we're out of routine but we can actually start to detrain which we've already mentioned so to me the key to cutting back is smaller percentages in the mileage and the workout frequency but maintain your daily intensity so what i mean by that is you know instead of doing like say three sos days or workout days a week we might scale that back to two and then maybe one the week of the the race and that intensity is going to stay the same right we're not going to we're not going to make those lighter workouts we might decrease the volume a little bit on those workouts but the intensity of those are going to stay the same same thing with our easy runs now is not necessarily the time if you've been running you know 8 minute pace on your easy runs. We don't necessarily need to cut back to 9 minute pace. We're just going to cut back the volume of that, right? We're not we're not cutting everything out. We're just going to maybe cut the volume, keep the intensity the same. And to me that seems to keep everybody in that routine a little bit better because you're not it we we're going to cut back the volume and that's where the rest is going to come from and by maintaining the intensity we we've made a combination where a person can recover, but they still feel in their routine, they actually feel that pop come out back into their legs, they actually feel a little bit better overall. And so when we cut, start cutting back mileage and workout frequency, we tend to think that we should automatically feel like a million bucks. And when we don't, we tend to think that something is right and it is wrong. Excuse me, we don't feel it's right, we feel it's, we feel it's wrong. So personally, I feel like the more we keep our routine, even if we modify what we do on these days, and just kind of what we just talked about, right? We've we're going to keep the intensity and the workouts there, but we're just going to kind of scale back the volume of those workouts and the volume of those easy days. Um, but needless to say, old phantom pains and aches and things like that always th- seem to show up in the couple last couple of weeks, and really for no apparent reason, right? Like all of a sudden, you've never had a single problem with your quad, all of a sudden your quad hurts, or you know my big toe hurts and it hasn't hurt ever in my life. You know, so it's just one of those things where I, I don't know, and I can't explain it. But um, but I think it's just really one of those things where we're hyper aware of a situation. We're thinking about because we're, we're thinking about how good we should feel. And when as soon as the most littlest of things doesn't feel well, then we automatically assume that all all is lost. Right. And everything's broken or every, you know, I've torn my I've literally torn my quad from my leg or something to that effect. Right. and We completely freak out about it. um. It's almost like when you're coming back from injury, right? You're hyper aware of it. So stress fractures are the big, big ones, right? If you're coming back from a stress fracture, doctor said it's okay. You've been, you know, you haven't run in six weeks or whatever the case is, you know, it's healed, right? But as soon as you start going out and run, you feel it again and you're like, oh no, is it coming back? But it's one of those things where you're really just thinking about it nonstop. All of your focus is on that spot. So of course, every little thing that's not quite right, you're going to feel it, right? It's it's like I've explained it to um, athletes of mine that I've coached. It's like it's almost like you don't notice you're wearing socks until somebody tells you you're wearing socks. Now all of a sudden you can feel your socks, right? So it's one of those things where there's no. it's been there the whole time, but now all of a sudden you're automatically aware of it. So, uh, so just keep that in mind. A lot of times those are no big deal. Obviously, if you're limping or you're waking up and it hurts or something like that, then right we have to think about isn't actually an injury but if something just <laughs> came out of nowhere and was like oh my gosh here it is chances are it's the tape, it's the mystery taper injury that's really not there the third biggest thing i see is with nutrition and this is a tricky one because it's my experience that a lot of runners they're not eating enough to begin with and not eating enough of the right foods to begin with and that's a topic for a whole another. that's a whole series on its own, right? So I won't get into that too much, but many times they're just not eating enough in general. And when you get to the taper, they cut it back even more because they aren't, quote unquote, training as much. And they really do themselves a disservice, right? Because they're not, part of the taper too is replenishing all those stores, make, giving the muscles the fuel it needs to be able to, recover to rebuild the muscle that you've kind of damaged a little bit through training and things like that. So if you're not eating the right foods, you're not eating the right amounts of food, then it can be, it can, you can run into some trouble. Now should be the time to make sure that the muscles that you have are fueled properly and they've recovered from the months of training and allow you to perform on race day, which we've just said. The flip side of that is when people will t- sometimes start to carbo load a little too early and they find themselves packing on a few too many pounds over the last weeks. You know, and I've said this in my books and I've and I've read a lot of Matt Fitzgerald stuff on it. It's like, you know, you wanna add, you know, like if you get to the last few days and you add a couple pounds, it's really no big deal because a lot of that's the carbohydrate that you're 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 adding back into the muscles that's stored, which you're gonna burn throughout the marathon. And with that, the carbohydrate's gonna store a little bit of water too. So some of that's water weight, which again is gonna go away and it's actually gonna help you as you run the marathon. because it's going to be, it's going to be hydration and fuel that you're going to actually burn through on the course of the race day. But if you get like a week and a half out and you're putting on two, three, four pounds, where does that weight coming from? And chances are it might be fat weight, like increasing fat weight is not going to help you run faster, right? So we have to be careful that. Um, And that again, goes to, are we eating the right amounts of food and we're eating the right types of foods? So you really, really want to be there. So You have to be careful with this, and it's definitely a balancing act. So, to me, the best thing to do is to eat to what the day calls for. So, mainly, I'm talking about the right amount of calories. A short day is less calories, a long day or an SOS day is more calories, right? And a lot of times, we don't view it like that. We just don't eat enough, or we overeat, or we're just saying, Well, I'm training hard, so I'm overeating. But if you eat the same amount of calories that you eat for a long run that you would on an easy day, that's going to be too many calories on the easy day, so you really have to be careful. And I don't know what people do. The MapMyFitness My Fitness app is, is is free. You can track a lot of stuff. Even for what ten bucks a month, you can you can get a lot of data for that. But the nice thing is, like, you can sync that. Like with us, with Final Surge, we use Final Surge to deliver our training plans. Our athletes use it. You can sync your your uh, Map My Fitness app to Final Surge and so you can have all that data in there you can if you're tracking your weight this and that you can track all those metrics within what you're doing in final surge and that can give you a tremendous insight into how you're eating on the days that you're working out hard or you're not working out at all and that can be completely invaluable to you that that can be such a great resource for you so yeah it does take a little work on tracking that but during the taper the way i look at it is if you're if you've put in all this these months of training you get to the taper and you screw it up in the taper you're going to be so upset with yourself right because it's something that you could have handled and essentially you wasted a little bit of what you've done over the course of the weeks and months before that all because of the last two weeks you weren't paying attention to detail and didn't allow yourself to really get to that point where you could really perform at a maximum level okay so a little bit off of tangent but So I'm really talking about, and also I'm talking about the timing of your calories too. So, so many times I see this with folks is during, especially during workouts, they're not fueling properly during workouts and then they're not getting in the, what they need for the recovery. And so timing of this stuff is, is crucial, especially during the workouts. So for most people during the taper, you're going to have two or three workouts left, um, during that last week to week to two weeks of, of the training maximize what you can do on those recovery. Get that protein in, get that carbohydrate in right after the workout. Give yourself, give your muscles the fuel it needs to repair the muscles and restore the glycogen that you just burnt. And that's gonna go a long ways in helping you feel better as the taper progresses too. So, um, but the big thing there is don't 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 start carbo-loading, you know, a week out, week and a half out from, from the race, right? It's not gonna do you any good. You're probably gonna put in a little extra pounds that you're really looking for. Once you get to three to four days out, then you can start looking at the carbohydrate. And the other big thing on that is don't save it for the night before. You know, it's really two nights, two nights out, and three nights out that you really are days out that you really want to be looking at that carb load. And, and really, three days out you kind of start the process. Two days out is when you maximize it by getting as many carbs as you can, essentially, because most people like look at the numbers I give them. They're like, "There's no way I could eat that much." Um, And then the day before, you kind of go back to a normal diet just so that, you know, you're not overeating in general. Um, But those two to three days out, you can actually get away with overeating a little bit because you're making sure those stores are taken care of and you're going to be burning those within the next couple days anyway. So they're, they're, they're going to be completely gone by the end of the marathon anyhow. And then you're actually going to need to start the whole process over, but we'll save that for another time. So really nutrition, that's That's pretty important because you don't want to put on too. It's again, it's a balancing act. You don't want to put on, you know, four, five, six pounds before, but you don't want to not make. You don't want you going to a race with your glycogen stores half full, right? So you really have to be careful on that. And the last thing I want to talk about is self-doubt, and this may creep in throughout the course of the training, but it's really going to be multiplied with the issues that we've talked about above, especially um, With things like the aches and pains, or have I cut enough training? Have I cut too much training? All these things add up, and all these thoughts start creeping in oh my gosh, am I even going to be ready? Um, the most common as I run into is that during a taper, they don't feel as great as expected. So they'll get to a run, they're like, oh, I should feel really good for this run, and they end up feeling like total crap, right? And so all of a sudden, they're like, oh my gosh, I am not fit anymore. Then they start noticing the aches and pains. Like, oh my gosh, my femur snapped. You know, I don't know what to do. And truth is nothing is broken, but that's that's what they goes through their head. Um, all their fitness has suddenly disappeared and maybe they have a, a bad relationship with food. And so they, now they start overeating. Now they start packing on four or five pounds. And then all this adds up and mentally they start spiraling out of control. Their mental state is not in a good spot. You know, we've all been there. I've been there. You know, it's, it's, it can be pretty easy to do. One little thing can end up start triggering a whole cascade of effects. And so you really have to pay attention to noticing, am I going down this path? And if you are going down this path, any negative thought has to be immediately backed up with a positive thought. Even if you don't necessarily believe it, I think, just do it. Just repeat a positive thought in your head, as soon as you hear a negative thought creep into your head, because you got to knock it out as soon as you possibly can. It has no place in your mind during those last two weeks. You have to, you have to be going in and just, even if you're just telling yourself to eventually, hopefully, convince yourself that it's true. Keep saying it over and over and over again. You cannot let the negative stuff get into your head. You know, whether that's uh, uh, going back to a tough workout that you nailed. If you did, you know, those 10-mile tempos, maybe you didn't feel so great, but you still hit it, you still hit the paces, and you, you convince yourself, okay, I was there, I did it, you know, I was in the middle of training. If I can do that during training, I know I can do so much more on race day when I'm tapered and I'm ready to go. Or, or think about a situation where it would have been really easy to give up. Or, like, you know, during like right now I'm recording this in, in the in end of February. It, there's so many days right now where it would be so easy to just – bag it, not do anything. If you had a day like that, it would've been easier to not do anything, but you talked yourself into doing it, and then once you did it, you nailed it. You know, Go back to those situations and draw the positivity from those types of things and think about, okay, I don't have to worry about running 26.2 at that pace. Right now, I just have to worry about running one mile at a time at that pace. And think about it in those types of things. But whatever you have to do, control whatever you can control during the taper and keep the negative thoughts at bay because you know recognize what you're going to do is very tough no doubt but also recognize that you've done everything in your power to make that possible so really almost let go of the outcome of it and accept what you've done as part of the process and once you do that you kind of lose not that the outcome is less important but it kind of takes a back burner to being in the present and knowing that i'm going to give it everything i can do and ultimately that's your only thing that you can do is that I can control whatever variables that are within my power, and I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make this goal happen, and whether that happens or not. If it doesn't, then I wasn't ready to do it. If it does, then it's because of a lot of work that I put in that allowed me to be in a position where I could where I could make this happen, and that's really what you have to focus on because, you know, I don't know. Nobody knows. Like I, There's times I go to races, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's no way I can do this, but... I know I can get down to a distance where I can know I can run that and I know I'm not scared to get to that point. And then after that point, it might be cloudy, but I'm only going to think about what I know I can do, right? And then we'll take the rest as it comes. So at the end of the day, the last couple weeks is time to physically recover uh, from all the training. It's not a time to let it's not a time to let you believe that your fitness has suddenly disappeared. You're not going to reach your goal, all this and that. So keep your routine. Gradually cutting the volume of work back, eat to your needs until the last three to four days, combat negative thoughts with positive thoughts, and keep present with why you are running this race to begin with. Let we'll the taper work for you so that you can reap all the benefits of the months of work that you've put in and the sacrifices that you and possibly even your family have made. Enjoy the race, enjoy the process, enjoy the feeling of the fitness you've gained, and enjoy the sport, right? And that's really all that you can do. And the big thing is, you know, the taper The taper should be the fun time. And keep thinking of it as that fact. This is the time I get to be rewarded for everything that I've done. And that's really key. Don't forget, don't lose sight that it's gonna to be tough and it's gonna really hurt, but this is the time to, reward, to be rewarded with all that hard work and you're gonna be making it happen. So whatever you do, always convince yourself you're gonna make it happen. You're gonna do what you possibly can to make things work for you so with that we're almost done with this series i think one more part to this series we'll actually talk about the race and uh where to go from there so uh as always thanks for listening guys if you've liked this book uh or like this series i encourage you to get my book hansen's first marathon um stepping into 26.2 the hansen's way you can find it on all this all the uh Amazon's, Barnes & Noble, all that good stuff. You can buy it directly from me, LukeComfortyRunning.com. If you go there, also check out, uh, we got our apparel in now too, our t-shirts and hoodies, tech shirts, all that good stuff. And I'm doing free shipping now, so check that out uh, as well. So as always, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you later. Have a good week. Bye-bye.